It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, and welcome back to this fabulous hump day. Wednesday Wager Vision episode number, I think, real episode, I believe, number three. Uh, Going to be breaking down our first week of the NFL, talking our top five picks uh, for the Bet the Board podcast competition and breaking down some of this week's matchups with a couple NCAA games. But I am Boomer. You can find me on Twitter at Live with Boomer. And my next co-host is Cameron. Go ahead, Cam. Say hello to the people. Go ahead and follow me at Cameron Covers. And you guys don't know this, but I actually moved today. And no, well, I actually moved last night. And me and my girlfriend get to the house, and the place is infested with fleas. So we got to go find a hotel. This morning we wake up early, scramble around town, and we find an apartment. So we're all settled. We're all good. Just saying, I'm not going to miss this show. We have to deliver these premium <laughs> winning picks to our audience so that they can make money with us. Definitely got to do that. Do anything you can to be on the show. <laughs> and I'm Jared. You can find me on Twitter at Riggs, R-I-E-G-Z-P-S-E. All right, boys. So there was a, uh, a lot of stuff going down first week in the NFL. Um, kind of give me some of your topics. I don't think anybody cares about what happened in college football. It was another uneventful weekend pretty much. Uh, hopefully this weekend coming up, it's pretty good. Uh, but go ahead and revisit your top five picks, how you did, and what you thought of the games uh, as they unfolded. So I, I went three and two last week. So winning week, not going to complain about that. Uh, I won with Baltimore, Minnesota, and Cincinnati. And then tough losses, you know, I'm not going to cry about it because, you know, when you're betting on sports, you're going to have a lot of bad beats. Atlanta, they had a great opportunity to win the game Thursday night at Philadelphia at the Super Bowl champions. And once again, they're on the goal line, and they just can't punch it through. Matt Ryan in the red zone, Steve Sarkeesian, his play calling, for whatever reason, they just can't seem to execute when they get inside the 20s. So I lost with Atlanta, and I lost with Pittsburgh. Strange game, you know, key takeaway there is the Cleveland Browns, they didn't lose. It's a non-loss. They leave there with a tie, and, of course, the Steelers don't cover the four. Jared, how did you do last week? I also went three and two. I I won with the Rams minus four, the Vikings minus six, the Chiefs plus three and a half, and then I lost with the Titans and the Colts. Um. The game that I was really shocked by is, not shocked by, but um, definitely thought that this was going to be a tougher one, was the Chiefs plus three and a half. I did not expect Mahomes to do what he did. He came out firing in that game. He had four touchdowns, looked unbelievable, like he could be a top ten quarterback throughout this year. And him and Tyreek Hill look like they're going to be forced to be reckoned with in the AFC West this year. 
man, if someone could have foreseen the Chargers every single year, if you just auto-faded the Chargers the last three seasons in, I don't know, the first month of the season, I got to look that up because I bet you'd be up like a whole bunch of units. They just, they just cannot come out of the training camp with any kind of, any kind of competency. So yeah, that that was a shocker there. Mahomes looked great. Yeah, they were zero and four last year. Their first four games and one and one and three the year before. I mean, and now they're zero and one, and I don't think their schedule gets too much easier after this. Yeah, Except so for, probably not a lot of covers in those losses either. Yeah, well, this week that's about the only one I see them winning. Sure, Boomer. How did you do last week with your picks? Boomer. Do we have Boomer? We lost Boomer. All right, we lost Boomer. Okay, so until he comes back and we're able to recap his picks, um, let's go ahead and start with uh, week two, the week two slate. And, Jared, so what we'll do is I'll, I'll just mention the game, and if you have a pick on it, you can go into your, your handicap of the game, and then I'll give my piece on it. And if you don't have a pick, we'll just move on to the next game. So Thursday night, Baltimore at Cincinnati. This game is Cincinnati minus one, and, you know, Cincinnati, they, they were a moneymaker last year, kind of flew under the radar because a lot of people don't like Andy Dalton. And then on the flip side, Baltimore, they absolutely creamed the Bills in week one. It was, it was a complete meltdown, the Nathan Peterman incident. And I've got a strong lean in this game, or I've actually got a pick in this game. I'll let you start. Do you have any uh, opinions on this one? Yeah, I also uh, I believe you have Baltimore. We talked before. Definitely taking Baltimore in this one. Um, they Baltimore made me think that we might have a, another 0-16 team back-to-back years this year with the Bills. They just absolutely dismantled the Bills, and I absolutely loved what they did with Lamar Jackson, throwing him in some plays and using him uh, rushing and passing the ball a few times. I think he passed the ball four times. I think he only only completed one. But he ran the ball for seven uh, seven carries for 39 yards, and he looks like he, he could be a huge piece in that offense throughout the year. All right. Sorry, Bye. guys. Got disconnected. I'm back. I don't know what all happened, but continue going with what you're doing right now. <laughs> the show's over. We're done. We broke down all five picks. <laughs> all right, so let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, I recapped my picks last week, went 3-2. and two. Jared went 3-2 and two as well. Boomer, how did your picks go last week in the contest? I went 2-3. and three. Uh, I got cut off right when you were talking about Atlanta. Cam, I had that same pick. Um, I had uh, – the Colts driving down and Jack Doyle fumbles. That was another dagger. And then I pushed on, actually pushed on the uh, Seahawks, but the podcast that's considered a loss. So, I mean, technically I was two, two and one, but overall we're going with what it gives me. So I was two and three. Um, and so all those games, the team had the chance to win the game. Broncos, that last touchdown, the guy's completely standing out of bounds. Don't know how it's not overturned. Don't even get how it was called a touchdown in the first place, but that is how I had a losing week. Yeah, you mentioned the the Indianapolis game. One of the things that I like to do in week two is I look to bet on teams yep. who lost and the the scoreboard was kind of deceiving in, in how much they lost by. Great examples, Indianapolis. 
that game was a four-point game in the last three minutes, and the Colts drove pretty much the length of the field. Andrew Luck threw a dime to Jack Doyle, and he just fumbled it. So completely threw away their chances to win the game and turned into a touchdown going the other way. Garbage touchdown didn't really matter. So, you know, I think the casual fans looking at the scoreboard saying that Indianapolis got blown out, it really didn't. That was a close game. It was a coin flip game. So I would look at to run it back with the Colts in week two as an example. But Jared and I were talking about the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. Games that pick them at some spots. Baltimore's getting one at other books. Um, I like Baltimore. Jared likes Baltimore as well. And are you, are you on this game? Are you involved at all? Uh, I actually normally would take the Colts just because, like you said, Baltimore came out huge, so they're due to have a setback this week. It'll end up being a close game. I just don't know if Luck has the people around him to succeed. Uh, they really, I mean, just looked off. The, the people around him were just not helping him at all. So I'm actually no, not going to touch. Cincinnati. Baltimore oh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, Cincinnati. No, so both of, both of them came off of big, big wins. It scored a lot of points. The only thing I had to actually take in this game is the under. I think it's like 44 yeah. and a half, just because they both scored a ton. Sure. Yeah, I think that's typically a good thing to do because, you know, Baltimore looked great. Joe Flacco was slinging it, but we know that that's not a high-powered offense. Same thing with Andy Dalton. He's really only got one option with A.J. Green. And so the main reason why I like Baltimore is because I think their defense is legit. Um I agree. That's there. definitely their that's definitely their strong point. I mean, they're top five in basically every category. And if you look at Andy Dalton for the Bengals, uh, I, w- I went I did some work for you guys. Okay, I dug this up. Andy Dalton when he's under pressure. Okay, so the defensive line is in his face, not necessarily getting sacks, but you know quarterback hurries, things along those lines. Andy Dalton is ranked 22 in the NFL according to Pro Football Outsiders stats. That's worse than Eli Manning. That's worse than a lot of other marginal quarterbacks. It puts them in the same category as Blake Bortles. So you look at an Andy Dalton, his weakness, under pressure, Baltimore's strength, applying pressure on the quarterback, that nasty front seven with T. Sizzle and C.J. Mosley. I, I think Baltimore can, can get to Andy Dalton early. I think they can make the game hard for him. And I look to take Baltimore, and really all they have to do is win the game to cover the spread. Yeah, I agree there. Their defense definitely is legit. Uh, Terrell Suggs is definitely the captain of that defense. He leads the way, and he's kind of teaching C.J. Mosley as he goes along. And Eric Weddle in the secondary, he's just a beast. He's one of the top safeties in the league. Um, I agree with you. I definitely see Baltimore winning this game, and I also see them winning by double digits, to be honest. Let's move on to the Sunday afternoon games. First game on my board, guys, and uh, like I said before, if you, if you don't have a pick on the game, we can move on to the next one. Um, Indianapolis at Washington. Washington is minus six at home. 47 is the total, and no real movement in the lines here. I've got a, I've got a pick on this game as well, so I'll let you guys start if you have anything, and then we'll finish with my handicap. I was debating on this game. I was, I'm definitely leaning, I haven't set a pick in for this yet, but I think I'm leaning more towards um, Washington. It's minus five and a half, minus six some spots. Um, I just think Peterson and Chris Thompson in the backfield is going to be, it's going to be a pretty lethal duo this year. They're a two-headed monster back there, 
Alex Smith is also one of the most accurate and smart quarterbacks in the league. If he could keep the ball out of the defense's, defense's hands, I could see them making some noise in the NFC East this year. And I just also don't think Andrew Luck is fully fully back into rhythm. I think it's going to take him a few weeks. And Washington's defense looked pretty legit last week against Arizona as well. Ooh, it looks like we're going head-to-head on this one. So I've got Indianapolis plus six. That's what I would do. And a couple reasons why. You know, I'm looking at Washington's win last week uh, in Arizona. It looked great. You know, I, lo- I love the Alex Smith signing in the offseason. I thought the price was right. Adrian Peterson, I think, I think he gives him an identity on offense. He's got that attitude, that north-south runner, just barreling through, you know, the first and second levels of the defense. So I really like that acquisition. But I think it's a Redskins offense that really tops out. I, I think scoring 24 or, 25 or 27 points is really kind of their ceiling in games like this. And because Alex Smith just does not show any tendency to drive the ball down the field. And on the other side of the field, you've got Andrew Luck, who's willing to drive the ball down the field. And a Colts team that's getting six points. I just think it's a lot of points to give up. And with a Washington offense, it's fairly limited. There's also some weather going on in this game. So if you pay attention to the total, it opened up at 47 and a half. It's dropped a full two points to about 45 and a half, depending on where you shop. And I, th- I think a lot of this is due to the, the hurricane that's going through the uh, mid-Atlantic. So number one, keep an eye on the total. Number two, in a, in a messy game, a weather game with, uh, you know, ideally more running of the football and, you know, the d- defenders being able to catch up. I, I, like, ca- I like catching points with, with the Colts plus six. Yeah, I actually like the plus six as well. Uh, for me in football, a, a big way I like to go is anybody who usually has a huge game, I always bet them against them the next week. Uh, plus the Colts had a chance at winning the game, so they're probably going to have a bounce-back week because they know how close they were, so they really want to get it. Uh, Redskins came out on fire, so they're going to be a little overconfident, and teams usually come back the next week and don't play as well. And six is a lot in the NFL. If it would have been something lower to three, I might still be able to say Redskins, but I just don't see him win by a touchdown. And there's something weird about the Redskins. You know, I've been a fan of them since I started watching football when I was a kid. And these past few years, for whatever reason, they play well when they travel west. And they had this big Seattle win last year. Her cousins throwing those touchdowns. And they don't historically play all that well at FedEx Field. So I think that's a factor here, too. I wish they were on primetime in this game because – Man, they choke a lot in prime time, especially when they're laying points. You guys have any other thoughts on this game? I got nothing. All right, yeah. let's move on. Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta's minus six, looking for a bounce back spot here. Total's forty four and a half. I don't have a pick in this game. You know, my inclination would be take Atlanta in a bounce back spot. You know that they have Super Bowl aspirations and you just can't make the you can't reasonably expect to make the playoffs at 0-2. I think they absolutely have to find a way to win here. But Carolina's front seven is just so nasty uh, in what they were able to do to the Cowboys last week. So I'm staying off the game, but I would lean towards Atlanta. I'm actually taking in this game. I already locked it in. I'm going against you again in this one. I got Carolina. (laughs) Six. Let's see it, Jared. Let's see it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just – 
the Matt Ryan looked horrible last week, and those red zone woes just keep, continue. They can't get into the end zone if they try, like from what it uh, looks like. And um, I think Devontae Freeman is also questionable for this game. Uh, I think the running Matt Ryan is going to have to throw the ball at least 50 times. Uh, Carolina's front seven, like you said, looked unbelievable against Zeke. They held them to well under 100 yards, I believe. Um, and Cam Newton and Cam Newton seems to be able to just um, throw the ball down the field pretty well this year. He had a nice game uh, last week. And Christian McCaffrey, I think he's going to get going again. I think he's he's usually pretty good at um, the routes he runs. And then I also think he's going to be – this This is the year he's going to step up with his running game. And I see them using him a lot this game in different formations uh, going forward. Yeah, for me, uh, actually in this game, I don't – both teams uh, – didn't have a great showing the opening week. And I, so normally if it wasn't as bad as it was in the opening week, I'd say take the under, uh, but for some reason, kind of like, just like it was before they're due to put up points. 44 and a half isn't a lot. I I think it'll keep getting bet down. Uh, so I would end up in the over right before the game. If I took anything in this game, um, I think they're evenly matched teams. I think both are back hot and cold. So you don't know what you're going to get. And that's why I don't like the point spread. They both were not very good last week. They both could end up coming out being awesome this week, which is what the scary thing is about either one of these teams, uh, especially early in the season. So for me, I I would never be able to touch the five and a half in this game. Uh, if anything, I'd wait until the game was about to start, and I'd probably take the over just because they both uh, did no scoring at all last week. I think the over is a good play too because, you know, we're talking about trying to fade crazy things that happened in week one because everyone's watching, you know, first take and undisputed and they're overreacting to what happened last week. And Atlanta was, I think they were one of five in the red zone. And for an offense that moves the ball so well with Julio Jones and all the weapons that the Falcons have, it's, I have a hard time believing that they're going to be that bad in the red zone again. So because of that, I kind of like the over. All right, moving on. We've got Minnesota at Green Bay. Last I saw, Green Bay was laying one at home, 46.5 the total. I tried to bet this game. I tried to bet Minnesota, but my book actually took the number down because of the Aaron Rodgers injury. So so are, are you guys able to bet on this game with your bookie, and which way are you going if you're doing that? No, I am not. Mine is off the board as well until they I, know for sure what's happening with Rodgers. Bastards. Yeah, mine's also off, and if Rodgers plays, um, I think I'm just scared to bet him against the, uh, again for the rest of the season, against him for the rest of the season. I mean, coming back that second half uh, against the Bears Sunday night was just something else. Some of the throws he made down the field to Randall Cobb were just out of this world. Man, I hope I hope Aaron Rodgers plays, and I hope they put the number back up, because I'm definitely getting me some Minnesota in this game. Me too. Look, looking for a pick em or maybe some plus points with Minnesota. And I've got a couple reasons why. First of all, I thought last week Minnesota looked good in all three phases of the game. Cousins, he's got a full arsenal of weapons to throw to with Thielen, Cook, and Diggs. And Latavius Murray carrying the rock out of the backfield. Their defense was able to force three uh, Jimmy Garoppolo interceptions. And I just see them doing that all year. I think their defense is legit. And then on the flip side, you know, Aaron Rodgers is amazing, and he's going to have a few of those games every year where he drives the 
Packers back to win it. But, I mean, there's a reason why they were down 20-0 to zero against the Bears. I think their roster is below average, and they're just carried by an amazing quarterback. But ultimately, Minnesota is a better complete team. And I also like betting on Minnesota. You know, I bet them last week in one. I would never recommend blindly backing a team or blindly fading a team. But if there was ever a team to just bet on every single week and see what happens, Mike Zimmer coaching the Vikings is 44-21 and 21 against the spread. If you did that every single week, you're up 20 units. You're making so much money with the Vikings. It's nuts. I mean, they just they fly under the radar, even though they're so dominant. And, you know, making the playoffs last year, I, I don't know. I think it's because... Mike Zimmer is not really a sexy coach. And you look at guys like Belichick and Tomlin, they're always in the news. They're always being talked about on these sports shows. Mike Zimmer is just not one of those characters. And so I think the Vikings fly under the radar. I love the Vikings. If they, if they put the game back up, uh, I'm taking them at anything minus one or better. Yeah, Zimmer, I, you have a I pick like- on this game? Uh, I don't because I don't know what the spread is going to be. Um, even with yeah. Rodgers, I'd probably take the Vikings, uh, no matter – I mean, unless they were, like, a huge favorite. I, I agree. The Packers without Rodgers are bottom two rosters in the NFL. Uh, I, they have nobody. Clay Matthews is done. I, I, I watched him all game against the Bears. He has no pressure. He's getting faked out by fake handoffs. He's not even coming close to – doing anything he's done they got no other pass rusher they got two rookie cornerbacks even though one from Iowa really good and one's from Louisville and he seems to be pretty good but I mean you're talking about having your defense rely on two rookies at the main corner positions on your team uh, I just think that they're very good if Rodgers is even 90 percent they're in for a rough year he's gonna have to be 100 he's gonna have to just be awesome uh, for them to have any kind of chance. I can't believe people actually think that even with him, that they're a Super Bowl favorite. That blows my mind. People have that picked. Um, but all in all, yeah, I, I would take the Vikings if they ever come out the line. Uh, if he's not playing, I won't touch it because the line will probably be huge. Deshaun Kaiser played a little bit when Aaron Rodgers went out. Four for seven, 55 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. If he plays... I have to I have to think that this line is I don't know six six or seven Minnesota laying on the road I know last year when Aaron Rodgers I think it'll went be out, ten they they moved the line yeah they moved the line about ten points when he when he went out yeah and, definitely moving about eight or nine points if right and it, it Sean Kaiser yeah. looked miserable out there when he was on the field Cleo Cleo right. literally he basically put a hand on that ball and just grabbed it out of his arms. And what do we know about Deshaun Kaiser from his Cleveland Brown days? He loves to turn the football over. And Minnesota, Minnesota in the red zone. Fantastic at forcing turnovers. So, Jared, why aren't you on board with Minnesota? You're I'm making just, a case for us. Yeah, I'm just nervous with the – Aaron Rodgers just scares me. I've been, I've bet against him so many times, and every, every time I bet against him, somehow he comes back and kills me. I – I'm I'm not betting on this game, but if I had to, I think I would go Minnesota as well. But I'm just staying away from Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we almost had a red alert. We almost had a triple agreement. <laughs> Maybe we'll get one. We don't know. We still have a couple picks left, so we'll see. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. We got L.A. Chargers at Buffalo. Chargers are laying nine points. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're laying seven points. 
and the total is 43. I can't pick this game. I know nope. that most yeah, people no are an auto fade of the Bills right now, whether it's Nathan Peterman, uh, whether it's Josh Allen, the rookie. And if I was forced to make a play, I would definitely be fading Buffalo with the Chargers. But I just can't play it. I don't know what to make of the Chargers. I think they're one of the most underachieving teams in the NFL. So I'm off of it. Either of you guys have a pick on this game. I'm off of this also. I have. I don't like the Chargers at, at all either. They're very overrated to me. And I really – Josh Allen didn't look great in the second half last time, but he, as a rookie he could just be going through some stuff and have a good game this week. I'm definitely sticking away from this one. This is probably the only game where I wouldn't be leaning one way or the other this week. If you're a yeah. responsible human being, you do not bet this game. That's yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I, uh, I, I wouldn't bet this game either. If I actually did, I, pro- I would actually take the Bills. Uh, for some reason, the wow. Chargers every every single year can't do anything the first like month of the year. Every September, they're terrible. I don't get why uh, they lose against teams they shouldn't. Uh, I mean, last year's prime example. It's the only reason they didn't make the playoffs is they came out flat like they always do. I think they continue to come out flat, uh, but I, I would never bet bet this game because I think it's impossible to bet on the Bills. Uh, I I thought. Nathan Peterman sucked, and we saw that we were right about that again. And I thought that in my uh, draft analysis for this year, I think Josh, I said Josh, Josh Allen is a bust. I would not draft him in the first round. I watched him play a lot of college football. He does not have it, so I don't think he'll be any good. I think they're going to be redrafting in two to three years for another quarterback. I think the Bills are in for a long, long stretch of being very bad. That felt like a reach to me when they took Josh Allen. I mean, that's that's crazy. A lot of the guys that I listen to, like Joel Klatt and Colin Coward, they don't even think the guy is third or fourth round talent. I mean, it's just not there. So it seemed like such up? a reach for them to yeah. take him. Did they trade up to get him? Yeah. Forget yeah, they did, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Man. That's nuts. Well, well, they had already traded up, and then he still fell to them uh, because they made the okay. playoffs, and I think they traded into, like, 11 or 12 or something like that. Yeah, I, I can't was, remember. I think it was something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like a bad year to reach for a quarterback because you have so many good backups, like Teddy B was on the market. Why not go for a guy like him? I, it doesn't make sense to me. When I'll tell you this about Teddy B. When Aaron Rodgers went down as a Jet fan, I was almost cringing that the Jets traded him right before the season started. <laughs> that could have been worse. So – Probably a first or a second round pick if Aaron Rodgers goes down for a long time. So how how as a Jets fan, how surprised were you at that Darnold game? I mean, did you see anything like that happening um, on Monday Night Football? I mean that that first play was just that was if you're a Jet fan, you just had to know that something like that was coming, whether it be the first play or the first drive. But being the first play, I think it was better for him. And then just him bouncing back like that, I was. Everyone talks about how poised he is, but the way he actually bounced back, he had one, I think one, he looked really shaky. He threw it at, like, the lineman's foot, like, instantly. He didn't have a good read and just threw it, uh, spiked it down. Other than that, those two throws, he was throwing some dimes. Third down and third and seven and third and ten, I think it was, he had two great plays where he rolled out of the pocket and found Quincy Anunwa. But... That defense also just helped him out big time. Five interceptions kind of just gave him the ball where 
in some great field position, and they had two defensive, uh, one defensive touchdown and a punt return. But that was just – I was not expecting that, that's for sure. Uh, for me, I, I actually did expect it. I wrote my very first article ever for Pro Sports Extra way back uh, in maybe January. I wrote about how he should be the number one pick. He would be the savior of the Browns. I compared him then to I think he's just like Brett Favre, a new age Brett Favre. He goes and throws a pick six for his first pass, just like Brett Favre, so that's hilarious. Uh, but I did I, – I watched a lot of Darnold in college. I watched him be poised at all times. He never gets high. He never gets low. He stays even keel. And I think he'll start uh, – the more he starts playing in the NFL and if he keeps uh, being good, I think you'll see a little bit more personality come out uh, with him in the media, uh, kind of like Brett Favre. But I don't think he's ever going to be somebody uh, extravagant or anything like that. He's just a pretty uh, – California cool, as you would call it, kind of kid. And uh, I looked, I just got the luckiest fall to number three to get the best quarterback in the past since Andrew Luck, probably. So lucky for the Jets. Maybe it's finally turned around for him. Yeah. And when he talks to the media, he is so smart. His football IQ is just out of this world, to, in my opinion. Man, if you wrote that article on Darnold, man, after the Monday Night Football game, why aren't you retweeting that, pinning it to your timeline? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're in the business of doing is telling people how right we are and then hiding when we're wrong. <laughs> well, it's only been one game, and I'm not an overreaction person like they are in this today's society and sports. Uh, like people that's saying right. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback ever makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, everybody just wants to say something hot take anymore, so – I'll wait till the season's done, and then I will retweet it, and then I'll talk about who I love for this upcoming draft because I study a lot of college football, and I'll break it down all over again and let people know that I was right once it's, once it's finished. That's right, and you always know how well we're doing because we, we post our records every single week. Isn't that great? That's all right. right, let's move on. Houston at Tennessee, don't have a whole lot to say about this. Most of the books are taking the lines down because of the Mariota injury. So, I don't know. Unless you guys have some some interesting angles on this one, uh, we can move on. Do you have anything? Oh, yeah. for me, yeah, I do. But I don't know if anybody else okay, does. Okay, let's hear it. No, let's hear it. For me, for me, I love the Texans. They just came out of a rough spot. They didn't look very good. Tom Brady schooled their defense by getting the ball quick out of his hands. The Titans are missing two starting linemen. They, Mariota's always hurt, so he'll probably get hurt again. Their defense didn't look good. Houston in a landslide in this game. I'm not. I'm not joking. Uh, at the the contest we just did, they had it at minus two. Uh, so I don't know if that's what's going to be. They said Mariota practiced today and that he's healthy, should be good to go. So I'm guessing the line will be two. I would hammer the Texans home. That defense is going to get a rush. They're going to have a bounce back week. Uh, the Titans look like bottom feeders that I picked them to be, and I think they will continue to look like that throughout the year. Not quite as bad as the Bills. Uh, or the Lions, but they're they're down there quite a ways. Yeah, and I think Houston was – you mentioned them being in a bad spot. They were also in a bad matchup against the Patriots. Not mm-hmm. just the Patriots are awesome, but, you know, Tom Brady loves to get the ball out so quickly. I think I heard – I think I heard the Peter King from MMQB say that he averages like 1.7 seconds snap to re- – or sorry, 2.7 seconds snap to release. And so it, it really didn't allow Houston's pass rushers – Merciless, Watt, and Clowney to get home and, and apply pressure. So, in a way, Tom Brady was able to take away their probably their strongest unit, which is their front seven. 
So I, I like the idea of taking Houston in a bounce back spot. Yeah, uh, that game he aver- normally averages two point seven, and in that game he averaged two point one. Like that's how much wow. he made a difference uh, to make sure that you know Watt and Clowney stayed off him and merciless. Uh, so I think they're all going to be super amped up because they want to get after the quarterback this week. Mariota doesn't have that kind of talent, and Mariota doesn't know how to change a, a play uh, like a pre-snap like Brady does. So I think the Texans D eats the Titans alive. All right, let's do Kansas City at Pittsburgh. This is going to be a fantastic game. Definitely going to be watching it, flipping between my Redskins and the uh, Steelers-Chiefs game. Pittsburgh's minus four at home. 53 is the total. Oddsmakers are expecting some fireworks in this game. Steelers coming off a loss. Actually, sorry, a non-win is probably the better way to say it. Against the Browns, looking to rebound against the Chiefs, who Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill were on fire. They absolutely lit it up. I don't have a pick in this game, but if I had to, if I had to make a play, I would probably take the points with Kansas City because I, I really think that what I saw from the Steelers' offense, I don't think that they're missing Bell necessarily because Jared, uh, excuse me, Connor, what's his name? Connor Cook? James Connor. James Connor. James Connor. I'm, Connor Cook's the quarterback. Yeah, James Connor looked fine filling in. He had over 100 yards from, from scrimmage. But he man, the five turnovers were really bad. And so if I had to make a play on this game, I would be taking points with the Chiefs. I love Andy Reid. I think he's been a very good coach for his backers. And Patrick Mahomes looks electric. He's dynamic. He can run a little bit. He's got a cannon for an arm. And I think the Chiefs will get up for this game. I am all in on the Chiefs plus four on this one. I think Mahomes is the real deal. Um, Big Ben's also hurt. He has a bruised elbow. He's says he's questionable, but he's going to play. He plays pretty much every game, and he's hurt pretty much every game. But I am – Mahomes, to me, looks like he's going to be a rock star this year. I think he ends this year as a top-10 QB, like I said earlier. Him and Tyreek Hill are going to have some dynamic passes throughout the season. Kareem Hunt in the backfield also is electric. They have Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. I think that offense could put up 30, 30 35 points a game as long as Mahomes stays like he does, and I expect him to. So I am hammering plus four on this one. I am against you guys. Uh, everybody, all of Joe Public is on the Chiefs. I'm completely out on that. Steelers looked awful. Um, I just – they can't play that bad again. Uh, Chiefs look too good. They're not going to play that good again. Uh, Steelers, it's – you can't start the season one and oh one and one. Uh, I think the Steelers bounce back this week. I love that the line keeps going down. Um, even though I said the same thing last week and then ended up blowing it. Uh, but I just I don't see the Chiefs coming in and winning this game. Uh, I have to go Steelers the minus four just because everybody's on the Chiefs and whenever everybody's on a side, it seems to never work out. So I'm gonna have to go with the Steelers just solely because everybody's on the Chiefs. The total opened up at 49.5, and, and now it's all the way up to 53 in some spots. Yeah. We it missed a better number. I, I would have I taken the over had I gotten that 49.5. Because what do we know about the Steelers? They just they play down to their opponents, right? Against bad teams, it always seems to be more difficult mm-hmm. than it needs to be. And they always get up for big games. And this is definitely a big game. They don't want to fall to 0-1-1 against the Chiefs. 
So I, I think they're going to go out and, and find a way to score a whole bunch of points. And we know the Chiefs can score a whole bunch of points. So I would have taken the over, but we missed the better number. So I, I'm completely neutral in this game at this point. All right, let's move on to Miami at the Jets. Jets are minus three at home, 44 the total. And, Jared, let's start with you. Any any plays on this game? Yeah, I'm all in on the Jets this week also. Minus three. Shocker. <laughs> After last week, I just think that crowd at home is going to be insane. I don't know if you saw ESPN kept showing the crowd behind the bench. Um, I, that defense with five turnovers um, – I'm just a little nervous like the defense is going to get a little cocky after having that week, but I think they stay pretty grounded and just stay consistent throughout the whole year. I also think Darnold doesn't miss a beat. Um, he also has Jermaine Curse coming back this week. Um, like I said earlier, last week in the podcast, I think he's going to be a safety blanket for him, although he targeted Nunwa about 10 to 11 times last week. Um, and I just don't think Miami has much. Um, Frank Gore... He's an old running back. He had a pretty decent game. Um, Kenyon Drake is the other running back. They have go back and forth between the carries. Tannehill, I think he's playing for his starting position, starting role for the next few years. Um, I don't think if he has a bad year this year, I think Miami ends up cutting him. And I just don't think Miami is going to be a good team this year at all. Boomer, do you have any thoughts on the game? Uh, me personally, I think they both played over what they are in the first week. So coming to play each other this week, divisional game. Um, I think the play here is the under. I don't think that either one is go is offense is that great. Even Darnold having a very good game, he still threw for what less than 200 yards. Uh, I actually kind of like the value of plus 100. Uh, for the Jets at minus three, but I don't think I can touch this because I'm not sure what either one of these teams really is yet. Uh, Tannehill under Gase is actually has a very great record. Um, so it's scary to see what, if that continues to happen. Uh, but for me, I just feel like they both won't score that much. Uh, Darnold's going to have a little setback uh, from, cause you know, everybody's praising that right now, both the defense and him. And I'll take the under of 44 more than anything in that game. The season win totals before the year, most books had the Dolphins at six and a half and the Jets Mm -hmm. at six. So, uh, you know, roughly equal teams in terms of talent. But that was before Sam Darnold, and that was before their win on Monday night against Detroit. This line is kind of confusing to me. Everybody saw that Monday night game. Everybody saw how good Darnold looked and how they crushed the Lions. So I'm kind of confused by this line. I was expecting more of like a minus four, minus four and a half here. And so that kind of freaks me out. Whenever I see a line, I don't really understand. Um, You know, I have to stay off of it. So I'm seeing here that the game actually opened up at Pickham. So a whole bunch of money's coming in on the Jets. And with the line moving three points, if I had to make a play, I would probably take Miami plus the points because I think this game is going to be close. And I generally like to, you know, I'm doing what Boomer does. I generally like to fade something extreme that happened from the week before. And mm-hmm. we know Sam Donald's experience, youngest rookie quarterback to start Monday Night Football. So he's going to have some ups and downs throughout the season. And we know he turns the ball over. So I would actually take Miami plus three. What do you guys think about that? 
can't say I love it. <laughs> I, I couldn't well, do it. I mean, it's, it's minus one twenty as well. I don't like it when it when it's like that. I don't know what it is about it, but when stuff's minus one twenty, for some reason, it never pans out for me. And I'm laying that extra juice that I don't like. Extra juice. Um, I I just I don't think that I could touch. I don't, well, I don't like I, the spread at all. I'd have to go under I, under I, anything. I think I think the well, here's, here's the question. Go ahead. I just think the Jets' defense is legit. I think people are just undervaluing their defense. They do have all the pieces, Tremaine Johnson, and I think Tremaine Johnson had a pretty poor game last week. He got beat on a couple throws. Marvin Jones beat him, I think it was. And so if he comes back with a pretty good game, that defense stays pretty stout. I I think they're a legit top 10 defense they could be. Well, here, here's a question I should have asked. What, what do you think of my my premise that, you know, Sam Darnold, youngest rookie quarterback, young team, they're going to have ups and downs, and mm-hmm. we're always trying to look for spots where team comes off a huge emotional win, where they're, you know, overplaying what we think they are. This seems to be a spot where you would go to look to fade, fade them and take the other side. Now, See, that, if it's because you think the Dolphins suck, that's a good point. Um, I don't think the Dolphins suck. I think they're in the bottom third of the league. You know, Ryan Tannehill, 20 of 28 for 230 yards, two touchdowns. He threw two picks, but I, he's willing to push the ball down the field. They've got some production out of the running game with Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore. So I, I just I don't think that they're a stinker. I think the Dolphins can cover some numbers. And that's all I'm saying. All right, so no more thoughts on that game or how or how ridiculously wrong I am. We'll see. I'm not betting it, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. And if I turn out to be right, you guys will hear from me. So let's move on to Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is plus three at home, 44 the total. Boomer, any picks on the game? Uh, for me, I I don't. Once again, it's another minus 120 for the Eagles. I think the Eagles actually – I think the Buccaneers – Played out of their mind. Fitz Magic, they're calling it. Uh, they, you know, he's good at pushing the ball down the field, and he has two receivers that are great at that, and Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans. Uh, I just don't know if they can play that great again. Uh, I mean, that was just crazy. I, I don't. That's opening week, just blowing your mind, kind of thing. Um, for me, I, I couldn't touch this game over, under, or the spread. I'm not sure what the Eagles are with Nick Foles. I'm not sure if the Buccaneers can repeat what they just did. I always love actually betting home dogs, and that's what they are. Um, but for me, I I know scared money don't make money, but I definitely this would be scared money. I can't yeah, I like the Eagles in this spot. Um, what is Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, I feel I feel like every time he goes to a new team, starting quarterback gets injured, fills in, has a phenomenal performance. Okay, then why isn't he starting somewhere? Why doesn't he have a nice little three-year deal like Mike Lennon was able to get? He's got a career 80 passer rating, and I just I don't think that he's reliable, and I, I, I think we can look to do the zigzag with him and look to fade him after a huge performance. The Eagles' best position group is the defensive line. Absolutely filthy. They got even better in the offseason adding Michael Bennett, and so all they have to do is win by a field goal, I think the Eagles can definitely cover this number. Yeah, I would lean more towards the Eagles also. The other thing I was going to say about Fitzpatrick is, based on when I watched him when he was a Jets quarterback, he plays unbelievable when he plays inside in a dome. 
and last week he played in the Dome. When he's outside, he tends to turn the ball over way more, and uh, that Eagles defense is obviously one of the best in the league. I think they're going to get to him this week. All right, let's move to the primetime game on Sunday night. And we don't want to bump up against our time limit here. So once we do this one, you guys can mention any pick that we haven't gotten to, any pick that you have that we haven't gotten to. All right, Sunday night football, New York Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys are three. 42 is the total. Who's got an opinion on the game? Go ahead, Jared. Uh, Yeah, I have the Giants plus three in this one. I think that Dallas's offense is in shambles right now. Um, that offensive line that's one of the best in the league did not look good at all. I also have been saying for, uh, since about halfway through last year, I think Dak Prescott was well overrated the first uh, year and a half he played. Um, he did not play up to his possible potential last week at all. And I think that the Giants just have more weapons on offense at this point. They have, uh, obviously, Barkley, Odell, and then they also have Evan Ingram and um, Sterling Shepard. Those are two reliable uh, new receivers that they got over the past two years. Um, although the offensive line for the Giants is shaky, Eric Flowers looks miserable like he always does, um, I just see the Giants having more power on the offense to overcome the Cowboys, and I actually see them winning this game also, I think. I would take the plus three, and I think I might sprinkle some on the money line as well. I love the Giants in this spot. I think you made a lot of good points, Jared. The Cowboys, look, they left Carolina with an 8-16 to loss. Dak was bad. He was 19-29, of 170 yards, no touchdowns. And I think the Cowboys' offense are just – I just think they're incompetent. They've got no weapons. You know that's the case when 5'8 receiver Cole Beasley is your top target. And – even after the game, Jerry Jones, he's going on the radio and he's talking about, you know, he's basically throwing shade on Dak Prescott, saying that the receivers did get open, implying that, you know, Dak is just not putting the ball in the money. And so I think this Cowboys team without Witten and Dez, they just don't have a lot of playmakers. Their defense has never been elite. And even their offensive line is banged up. I mean, they've got a guard and they've got their center, Travis Frederick, out. Those are two of their best players on their offensive line that was what made them so good when they went on that run two years ago. Giants, not going to say that they're an elite team, but OBJ went off. He had 111 yards on 11 catches. Saquon Barkley looks to be as advertised. So I think Eli Manning has enough weapons to at least keep it close at the end of the game. And Jared, I'll probably jump in on the money line too. I think that's a juicy plus price. So I like the Giants plus three, and I'm going to bet them on the money line a little bit too. And I was just about to say, Zeke, he had, I just looked it up, he had 15 for 69 yards last week, and 17 of those 69 yards came on one run. So that means he had four, 14 carries for about 52 yards, which is well below what he was averaging last year. And the other thing you want to do is look at the total. It's 42. That, that's pretty low. And I, I think this is going to be a weather game, too. And... Anytime the weather's mucking up the game and the total's really low. No, it's in the dome. You, you, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's in Dallas. No, you're right. You're right. But it, regardless, anytime the total is this low, definitely got to be leaning towards taking the points. Agreed. Yeah. For me, I'm going to be at the game. Uh, so I haven't decided which side I actually like. 
everybody that I'm going with is a huge Cowboys fan. Um, I personally was thinking about maybe the Giants, but the more and more I think about it, I'm trying to think who the Giants really are, even with Odell. <laughs> the last, like, seven games, they haven't scored over 17 points, even with Odell. Uh, I don't think that they're any better. I think the Cowboys played the best front seven there is in the NFL. I think uh, a lot of pressure is on the Cowboys. Uh, Dak, Garrett, Zeke. I think Zeke ends up having a huge game against that Giants defensive line. Um, The three has me a little bit worried. I think that the game ends up definitely going – I think it's going to keep going down. I think to bet the over is smart, uh, but – I, right now I'm leaning towards the Cowboys minus three, but the Giants come into Dallas a lot and win outright. Um, but I just I I can't stand. I don't think Eli's any good. I think he's washed up. I think the biggest mistake of the draft last year was them taking a running back instead of uh, Darnold. Um, I think they're going to keep living, and people are going to keep saying that they should have been taking a QB because I think Eli's going to continue to be horrible this year. Uh, as he always been. So I kind of want to take the Cowboys just because they were so underwhelming in the first game. And I think the Giants actually played exactly who they played, how they exactly how they are. I don't think it was an over underwhelming performance like the Cowboys had. So are you I'm worried about that game just popping beers? <laughs> maybe we'll see on, maybe we'll see on the Jumbotron. See <laughs> <laughs> our Jumbotron. The security is carrying him out. They've got like three guys. He's pushing them off, going Superman. <laughs> Holding a sign that says Wager Vision Podcast. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> All our Twitter handles are on there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. That's great. Any other thoughts on this game before we wrap it up? I think that's all for me. I'm just big, big on the Giants on this one. All right, I like it. So I I actually have four picks through this point in the show. And so, all right, what are your all's picks that we haven't gotten to yet? Real quick before we finish up in the NFL here, uh, I know we haven't talked too much about college. We'll get it. uh, We'll do the picks here in a second because then we'll do our – we'll do the couple games here that you might want to talk about, and then we'll sprinkle in the top five. I know you guys aren't huge on college, but I do want to get your take on some of the big games again on and what you think. Um, you got LSU versus Auburn, both top 25 teams. Uh, Auburn is a 10-point favorite. It is at Auburn. Uh, and then it's USC versus Texas, which is, even when they're not that good, it's still a big matchup just because of the brand names. Uh, it is at Texas, and Texas is minus three. And then you got Ohio State versus TCU, actually Saturday night in Dallas Stadium as well. Uh, I tried looking to see what tickets would be for that. But TCU is a 13-and-a-half point dog uh, at home against OSU. You guys like anything here? Will you watch the games? What are some of your thoughts just real quick? So I, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure. I, you guys know I'm not the biggest college football fan. I like to stick to the NFL. I need your advice on this game. LSU at Auburn, both of these teams very good in the SEC. Can you explain why this line is at 10? Um, The only thing I can think of is Auburn hasn't missed a beat from last year. Uh, They look great. Jared Stidham is a prospect at quarterback for a first-round draft pick. Their defense is solid. LSU doesn't really have a good passing game. Um, A 10 is a lot. I mean, it's it's a ton. Uh, 
I, I would actually end up probably having to take LSU just because they usually play really good defense. It's the first – or it's actually Auburn's second big game uh, of the year already. They already uh, beat Washington in a prime time uh, opening weekend. But 10 is a ton of points. Um, it's not a far travel for LSU fans. I, I would take the plus 10, even though I love Auburn. Auburn, I think, wins it for sure. I think they're just a better team. But 10 is a ton of points. Yeah, I was going to say, both the SEC is known for defense primarily. And I just checked the overs at 44.5 and, and 10 points at 44.5. That's just a ton. Um, I'm with you on that one. I would go LSU plus 10. What's your favorite bet of the weekend in college football? My favorite of the weekend? Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, my actual favorite, which is kind of crazy, uh, that I haven't actually looked at a ton. Uh, my favorite pick of the weekend I'll talk about in just a second, but that's in NFL. But probably of the weekend for college football, I like Iowa State plus 17 and a half, and it looks like it's going to keep going up. Uh, first, a home opener versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma's looked pretty good, uh, but ISU actually has somewhat of a defense. Oklahoma hasn't played anybody with a defense. They actually kind of struggled. I mean, they still almost covered, but they didn't look that great versus UCLA this past weekend, and UCLA is terrible. Uh, so I think 17 and a half is a ton because ISU is going to be super up for it. Um, they beat. They actually beat Oklahoma outright last year, and they have a chance to keep it close. 17 and a half is a lot. I do like that a lot. But I actually love Ohio State sticking it to TCU at 13 and a half as well. All yeah, right. Anything else before we wrap this thing up? I can't say I'm too big on the college this week yet, um, but I think I my favorite pick would be LSU plus 10. Hop on the over Boise State versus Oklahoma State. Get it before it jumps way up. That will be a very, very high-scoring game. No joke. It'll be 70, 70s, 80s. It's like 63 Man, it sounds and a half like you right know now. the athletic director or something. What's going on here? <laughs> nope. Just, they're, they're both insane. Uh, Mark Rippon's son is the quarterback for Boise State. He's, been, he's really good. They're a top 25 team. Oklahoma State plays no defense, and all they do is run and gun all game. Um, they're both going to put up some points. I don't think Boise State's good enough to stop Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State's defense is awful, so Boise State's going to keep right on track with them. I think Boise State ends up winning it, but it's going to be a high, high-scoring game. But back to the NFL. <laughs> All right, so I actually I've only I've only given four picks so far. So in an effort to uh, drive our engagement with our fans. And Boomer and I went through the numbers before the show. It's booming right now. Very healthy numbers. Anybody who has a pick this week, tweet at me, at Cameron Covers. Give me the reason why you like the game. And if I like it, I'll, I'll bet it personally, and I'll put it into the contest. So very exciting times here at Pro Sports Extra. Tweet at me, <laughs> at Cameron Covers. And my other four picks are Baltimore plus one, Indianapolis plus six, Minnesota Line's not up. I think we're going to get minus one, minus two, depending on if Rodgers plays, and Giants plus three. And then whatever you guys send to me that you find to be interesting this week in the NFL. Boy, you didn't even let me come with the uh, the music for when we're going to give out our top five. You just you just jumped right into it. So Music. 
lets everybody know we're serious. We're about to talk about our pick five. I can't but, help but think that's like the, the scene in the cartoon when they fall off a cliff and die or something, or or it's Hell's Bells. I think it's Hell's Bells before the guitar comes in. Yeah, it might be Hell's Bells. I don't know. It's some sound that was free, so, you know. But to your picks. Falling on a budget. And go ahead, Jared, with whatever five you want to roll out there. Yeah, so we talked about four of my picks also. Um, I got the Ravens minus one, the Chiefs plus four, Carolina plus six, Giants plus three. And then my last one that we haven't talked about yet is New Orleans minus nine. I think Tyrod Taylor looked horrible last week. Um, New Orleans, I think, can just put up 40 points a game. Drew Brees and Kamara looked great. They put up 40 last week. I think Drew Brees at home also. Um, Just don't see Cleveland fighting two weeks in a row just like they did last week. I'm all over uh, New Orleans minus nine here. Yeah, and I think it's a spot where – very good. I wanted to let that roll. That was good. That was a good breakdown. No, I, I think this is a good spot because New Orleans, they've got Super Bowl aspirations. They're all in on the season with Drew Brees on his way out. And there's no way in hell they, they can allow themselves to drop two in a row. So we know the Saints love to play well uh, in the Dome at home. So I, I think this is a good opportunity to take the Saints in a bounce-back spot. Yeah, for me – I, I just I don't know what to do with that game. I, I, I think it was a fluke that their defense played that bad. Uh, they're due to bounce back. Um, I think Tyrod is going to have to play really well, or if he does it for two more games and struggles, I think there's going to be tons of pressure on putting Baker Mayfield in uh, to spark the team because they don't have a bad roster. They're tied. They didn't lose, but it still, for some reason, feels like they lost. I don't know. If any, anybody else feel that way? It still feels like the Browns lost, even though they tied it. Um, it was a non-win, a non-win. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know what to do there, but I, I don't think I could – that's a lot of points, even though I have a game that has a lot of points But uh, coming up. But, yeah, I just don't know. I would hope that the Saints defense doesn't play that bad again. I just don't see it happening. So I would say it's probably a good bet, but I personally can't touch it. Um, so my top five or my five for the bet the board podcast thing, uh, I have Carolina plus six and a half. I have Houston minus two and a half. Here's my big spread one. I have the Rams minus 12 and a half against the Cardinals. Uh, I think that they're just, I think they're going to be the best team this year. I think you might be able to lay money on them every week. I actually, uh, on Monday night, bet their line up to 10 and a half to get plus 185 instead of the uh, six that it got bet all the way up to before the game, I put the line all the way up to 10 and a half and put a hundred to one, 185 on that and hit that. Um, so I just kind of knew it was a bad matchup for the Raiders. I actually think the Raiders looked all right. Uh, people are really going in on them, but just the fourth quarter is the only thing that they really fell apart. Um, so I like the Rams minus 12 and a half. My next one is Oakland plus five and a half at Denver. I, People are overhyped on Denver. They squeaked out a game they shouldn't probably have won. Um, Seattle's defense looked awful. There's no way Derek Carr throws three picks again. The Denver defense wasn't very good uh, besides Von Miller. 
Uh, and the Raiders' offensive line is awesome. I mean, they stopped Sue. They stopped Donald. Like, there was no pressure at all, really, on the Raiders. I think they're going to get back to the run game because it worked really well in the first half. I think the Raiders actually went outright. I think it's a great money line bet. But So I love taking it. Plus, I'm going to take the five and a half. It's actually bet all the way up to six on my site. Uh, so I'm going to hit it big. I love Oakland at that spot. I just don't think Denver's that good. They won the first game of the year last year and then shit the bed the rest of the way out. Feeling it's going to happen again. And my last pick is the Pats minus one and a half against the Jags. Um, I just, the Jags didn't look that great against New York. I Blake Bortles continues to be Blake Bortles. I think the Patriots win it. Um, and it's only one and a half. So I think they definitely cover. Not bad. I'm Anything else you guys want to add? Maybe one more round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> as we wind down our very humble pod. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's a good yeah, summary go of all of our picks for the most part. Yeah, for me, uh, as I told these guys before the show, I'll tell the people in the audience, you can give us feedback, like we said, on Twitter. You can go follow us. You can DM us. You can tweet at us, pics you like, or you can tell us you're fading us or following us. Whatever you want to do, we don't care. You can talk shit to me. I don't care. It doesn't bother me one bit. I'm not weak-minded like Des Bryant. Uh, but <laughs> but we're talking about trying to do a little structure to the show. Uh, so... We're going to do some homework on some of the new betting shows out there, structure our show a little bit, so let us know what you think. We're going to try and work on that. But other than that, go take our bets to the bank and cash them suckers in. And go to ProSportsExtra.com to check out more. Forgot about that. Anything else for you guys? I'm out. I'm out. That's good. Later. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.